0: GalaxyCon Live is the place for you to hear about fandom from the celebrities who bring geek culture to life. Boys and girls of every age, wouldn't you like to see something strange? Come with us and have some fun right now here at GalaxyCon, where we are bringing the convention experience directly to you. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us. Today, we are going back to Halloween Town with two cast members of The Nightmare Before Christmas. And now's the time for all of you in our chat room to begin typing in your questions for them. Immediately after this session, you'll have the opportunity to talk to them directly through our private chat options, as well as shop our selection of personalized autographs, all of which are available now at GalaxyCon.com. So without further ado, let's open the jack-o'-lantern door on that holiday holiday tree and bring them out to our world. Our first guest is an actor and cabaret singer whose body of work includes an award-winning role in the original cast of Eight Misbehavin', Song Trilogy, and All Dogs Go to Heaven. Today he joins us to talk about his role as the Oogie Boogie himself. Please welcome back everyone's friend Ken Page.
1: Hello, greetings.
0: Hello, Ken. How are you?
1: I'm well, thank you. I'm happy to say. Yeah, glad. Happy to say.
0: (laughs) Yeah, happy to say. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I haven't seen you since uh, Halloween itself, so hope the uh, holiday season and the new year went well for you.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it did. I mean, you know, of course, as we all know, everything's a little different than it has been previous to this past year. But it was good. You know, you make the best of it and you surround yourself with love, which means as many people as possible or as few as you can under circumstances. And you do uh, the best you can. And I can't complain.
0: Awesome. Well, Ken, it's always a pleasure to have you back here. Uh, Someday, uh, someday I want to sit down and talk to you about Sable because I'm a huge fan of that series. Ah, Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yes, indeed. A uh, big fan of the original comic. A big fan of Mike Grell, and uh, yeah. So a little and, ahead uh, of its time, wasn't it? It certainly was. Mostly, yeah. yeah not, not just because the late, late character had a mobile phone the size of a brick. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a mobile uh, phone. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Uh, Ken, I miss you. It's great to have you back.
1: Thank you. Good to see uh, you.
0: And our next guest is an actor whose body of work includes Dog Day, Afternoon, Fright Night, Child's Play, and an adorable, obscure movie called The Princess Bride. I wonder whatever happened to that. Today, though, he joins us to discuss the role as the speaking voice of the Pumpkin King himself, Jack Skellington. Please welcome back our friend Chris Sarandon.
2: Hiya kids, hiya, hiya, <laughs> hiya,
0: hiya. hiya. Long <laughs> yeah, right. your magic, long your magic, Froggy. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ken, that's that's uh, Chris. That's a new intro for you now. So yeah,
2: I'm I'm using it from now on. I hope it's not copyrighted. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, th- I, th- I think. Well, I don't think the Buster Brown company will come after us, so we're good. I don't
2: think so either. Uh,
0: right. so, uh, Chris, how are you?
2: I'm great. I just finished a very very. Um, what do you want to call it scientifically uh, pristine visit with on four different occasions, four different groups of my grandchildren. Wow! So they were nice. all, t- they and their parents were tested. We were tested, but we didn't do it all together. Cause sure. I have uh, my wife and I between us have four, uh, four kids and nine grandchildren. So <laughs> we did one group, then another group, then another group. Wow. Everybody did the up the nose test. We did ours and uh it was so just extraordinary wow. what a what a holiday post holiday season to counter the craziness that seems to be going on in the country right now it's it's been a real a relief in that regard but also just wonderful uh, i was just saying to ken before we went on that i uh i got a chance to watch nightmare again for the first time in years with uh, my 4 year old
0: granddaughter yesterday and it was just such great fun Wow. Now, going into it, did she know your contribution to it?
2: She's she's watched it probably 50 times.
0: OK, all right. <laughs> uh, and she
2: knows that I'm in. But also there's a kind of uh, dissonance when it comes to the person sitting beside you is also somebody in. the. It's a little confusing for a four year old.
0: Yeah. 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 I can imagine. Wow. What a magical moment. That is ah, that's absolutely, uh, absolutely outstanding. Well, Chris, so glad the holidays and the new year went well for you. And it's always a pleasure to have you back here, boss.
2: Thank you, Patty. It's great to be here.
0: Absolutely. And uh, once again, gentlemen, thank you for joining us here at the GalaxyCon virtual stage. As always, uh, we we look forward to the day when the world gets a little bit back to normal. We can once again host you in our physical stages and get you back in front of your fans. In the meantime, Amen.
2: The
0: virtual stage is open, and it, uh, you are always welcome, as you all certainly know. So, our team is going to the chat room now, pulling out questions. In the meantime, I I have asked you so many of the stuff I already, but I don't think I've ever thrown this at you. If you had a voice at the creative table for uh, a continuation of these characters, where would you like to see them go?
2: Hmm. Why didn't you tell me you were going to ask me this question about <laughs> 15 minutes ago?
1: Well, you know, I think for Oogie, first of all, he'd have to raise from the dead. So yes, right. He'd to have to
2: reconstitute out. himself. Yes, exactly. which would well, be well, a
1: really good thing. Like, how does that happen? Would be I know. Uh,
2: and I have, I have a feeling that Jack would probably end up finding something else that he couldn't quite f- figure out and would want to know how to fix. Uh, not necessarily a holiday, but some other a- entity. Well, maybe another kind of holiday. Who knows? But uh, the inquisitive mind of Jack Skellington would be at work at all times,
0: of course. Of course. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 in my own sort of headcanon, whatever, because we've had variants of this question before. But uh, I just always thought, I, I, well, first of all, I think every fan wants to know what's behind those other doors. What... It, what what's what the what's the visual translation of the other holidays as seen through the the, the, the prism of, of again this this beautiful artwork and this beautiful imagery that that, that was created I, I think I think that'd be the starting point
2: Yeah maybe. Yeah. You know,
0: what's 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 a Tim what's a nightmare for Christmas Eve version of St. Patrick's Day? That one I'd be especially interested in seeing. <laughs> 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 how are you gonna do that? Green, <laughs> green. That gets me back in the picture. <laughs> how are you gonna do that? And how are we gonna keep it for all audiences? Now that's such a great
1: yes, idea. Right. yes. <laughs> G-rated. <laughs>
0: G Rated. Yeah. Hey, Rated, rated Green. So, yeah. all right. All right, good gentlemen. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, I think we got questions already good to go from the audience. Let's just go ahead and just dive on in. And Great. what is our first one going to be? And this is going to come from Alex. And they want to know which movie was your favorite role that you've starred in ooh, throughout your entire career? And I'll expand that. Not say a movie, it could be a sta- uh, stage work, television work, and any creative pursuit.
1: Mm-hmm. Kenneth? What do you got? Well, you know, I'll be honest. I don't have a favorite because when you're doing them, everyone, <laughs> they're always your favorite, right? Yeah, right. Um, right. I think doing Cats, bec- I did the Broadway uh, production and then I did it in a filmed stage uh, production from London. And I think that was one because it has grown sort of like Nightmare Before Christmas. So many generations keep uh, coming right. to it because it's on video. Thank God. And, uh, uh, you know, it's a, it, you sort of move into that. Air the realm of, of myth and and um, uh, whatever you want to call it and it keeps going that's the point and i think that's one of the reasons why that's one of my favorites oh.
0: and and to reiterate to our audience he is talking about the filmed version of the stage production of cats and not the motion picture that came out yeah. last year
2: <laughs> no comment, Ken? <laughs> His lips are sealed. Well, you know,
1: what a divine effort. <laughs> uh,
0: it, it, it was it was know, it, it was a film, people got to work, people got paid.
1: Absolutely. That's what I said. Honestly, I said, look, they yeah. gave it their effort, and that's what you do.
2: Amen. Amen. And I can't wait
1: to meet Judy Dench. That's what I want to do. Yeah. I want to True embrace that. Her. And ask her where she got the fur coat. That's all. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> so, Chris, how about not maybe not the favorite, but a favorite? How's that?
1: Oh, uh,
2: it's hard for me to say. There's a favorite. Um, I think probably, uh, as with Ken, I, I, I my, maybe my favorite stage role was um, when I got to go into the Light in the Piazza on Broadway. Uh, at lincoln center which was such a glorious beautiful wonderful show that was so moving and you know it moved me beyond belief um uh dog day certainly just because it was my first movie and i was working with such an extraordinary cast and then something i did a, a while back um for uh, cbs for the hallmark hall of fame uh, a an adaptation of a tale of two cities in which i played both characters sydney carton and charles darnay and uh That was thrilling, too, just from a work perspective and also to get get to work with a group of British actors whom I admired from afar forever. Uh, uh, Peter Cushing and Dame Flora Robson and Billy Whitelaw and and uh, uh, David Suchet. I mean, Nigel Hawthorne was in it. Kenneth Moore was in it. It was Uh, amazing. Yeah. Uh, it was Don't like you feel a... like
1: you? It's like you graduated when you get yeah, to work with exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. I'm in, I'm
0: in, exactly. At, exactly. And we, an actor. We got to yeah. talk about that the first time. First time I hosted you, and uh, and again that you were playing both the leads, of course, in right. that story. And that, well, again, that was old school special effects where yes. you would film a scene, then you have to change and refilm the scene opposite with a camera black uh, covered
2: R- covered literally. over. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: no. No, uh, no green screen no. shenanigans.
2: No, no. Fun, fun. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah. A lot of time in the makeup chair, though. A lot of pressure. Yeah, yeah. Certainly, certainly. So, Alex, thank you. Great question to start us off with. Uh,
1: thank and, you, Alex.
0: And what do we have next? And it's going to come from Gia. Like, Which song or scene do you like the most from Nightmare Before Christmas?
2: Okay. Well, personally, I like Oogie's song. <laughs> I think it's just so wonderful and just it's performed with such perfection and with uh, such elan and such a uh, uh, a wicked wickedness and at the same time with such uh, just you know it's you're
1: too kind
0: it's
2: you're ken kind. page at his height now nobody can talk about my singing so we won't, we won't we'll move on from that <laughs> right
0: <laughs> uh is is that is that ever going to stop <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, probably not. Probably yeah. not. I mean, I do sing, but I did not sing yeah, obviously I, in the movie. Right. I
0: know. We need, We need. We need to get someday. We need to get the other half of Jack Skellington on here, and,
2: and that would be great. Yeah. Because I mean, the more I watch the movie now that I've watched it again, the more I admire Danny's songs, his his musicianship, the 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 crafting of the songs, the way they work with a picture, the soundtrack, the musical track. I mean, it's yeah. all. It's, it's yeah. really something.
1: You know, that's something I've become more enamored with over the years is the actual musical score, not just the songs, but the actual music. It's really, really extraordinary. Ah,
2: Oh, now when you do the concerts, Ken, pardon me for interlocking here, uh, but (laughs) but when you do the concerts, because I know you do them all over the place with Danny Elfman and an orchestra and uh, Catherine. Yes, correct. Um, uh, Do they play the whole score? The they film. do
1: because they basically just run the film. Ah, but all of the all everything you hear is live. I see, which is really interesting. I mean, you <clears throat> sort of forget after a while that it isn't the score that you heard on the soundtrack right. because they have symphony orchestras. We've done it with, of course, the Hollywood Bowl Orchestra. We did it with the uh, some kind of pop some uh, symphony in London and so forth. But it really is extraordinary because what it says is the <clears throat> writing of the score and the yep. songs, if you will. Are so well uh, executed that yeah. you can do it live, and even if you didn't see, you know, some of the visuals that are there, it still would carry just from the score and the, and the songs. Of,
2: yeah, you know, it I, really I, would. I, I yeah. agree. it's really something.
1: I and was more to aware of that music, music live. Is really oh, great. Yeah, the oh. score. I'm saying, yeah, not so, the yeah. songs are great, yeah. but to yeah. hear that score played with live uh, musicians is
0: great. Oh, that's a wonderful experience and an experience, again, I I, I look forward to you being able to resume (coughs) when the world gets better. Yeah, I do
2: too. Amen.
0: We booked booked for London
1: again in December coming up for Wembley again, and I'm keeping my... Fingers crossed that we actually will be able to be there. I'll join yeah, you.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, uh, tell Danny and Catherine, they're more than welcome to join us anytime. They want to. <laughs> I will. I will. <laughs> uh, well, and Gia, thank you. Great question. Thank you so much. What do we have next from Adrian? Did you ad lib any lines?
2: Hmm. There were a few times when Henry Selleck, our director, uh, would say, uh, Try something here. Try a sound or try a, 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 an exclamation of some kind. But generally speaking, as far as the speaking lines themselves were concerned, they were pretty much uh, as per script. Yeah, uh, we tried them lots of different ways. Uh, Gazillions. We were yes, right. We were constantly encouraged to, OK, how about if you go, hey, there instead of hey, there. Uh, or, or an iteration of that, or or Henry would sometimes say, "Try it three different ways, any way you want." Yeah, and then you just go for it. Yeah. Uh, so that was that was a, a, a kind of an ad lib, I guess. But uh, yeah. as far as changing the lines, no, not me. Anyway. Only, yeah,
1: I didn't either. The only thing I think with with Oogie was that a lot of the I call it the intros, outros were um, signified by sound. You know. If he had a line that said, I walked out the door, it was like, oh, I walked out the door. (laughs) So those kind of things, you know, were ad-libbed and kind of they'd say, you know, be scared and then say the line or be funny and whatever. So you kind of that. But that was about the lines, understandably, because they had to animate it. I mean, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. And 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 this this is the thing about animation As supposed to in, ca- in camera sometimes you're encouraged by a director to say it however you want as long as this happens but in animation the script tends to be a little more solidified locked in.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: because uh, the, the animators the animators could already be animating it to those precise lines and those beats so. Yeah. Okay. But Adrian though still great question and thank you. Uh what's next? From Christy what were your th- first thoughts when you saw the animation hmm. or when you first saw yeah i assume you saw a little uh, little tests and stuff like that
1: when did
2: you uh, first see it ken do you remember
0: i didn't see uh, i think there was some
1: kind of a line thing that they did show me it wasn't much it wasn't much so i really didn't get any sense of the animation until i saw the finished film which was uh-huh. mind-blowing Cause I had no idea, <laughs> had no idea. You know, I saw Oogie on a table, you know, stiff as a board, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, and then to see how they, I just couldn't even put it together how they could do that at the time. You know uh, it, it's such a Zen kind of a thing, yeah. but I just remember being blown away by it because it was such an, an, amazing achievement.
0: And how long was it between uh, your, say your final recording and when you finally saw the, the, the final product? Probably
2: a year,
1: I want to say, at least.
2: Yeah, I think it was probably about that for me, maybe a little less, but somewhere in there. Yeah. Uh, The first time I saw it was when uh, Tim Burton let it be known that he wanted to go over some of the dialogue that I had already recorded. And I was very much on board because there was some stuff that I felt I wanted to rework that I wasn't totally satisfied with. And so they sent me a VHS of the um, of the um, sort of semi-finished product. It wasn't sure. colorized. It was in black and white. Oh, there wow. was a there was a a, a, a timeline across the bottom, yeah, the, the temp track, uh, the temp track line. And um, I put it in a VHS that I had and I was taking notes as I was sitting there. And at the time I was in. Los Angeles we're working on another uh, picture and my three kids were with me and I'm sitting there and I'm writing and suddenly I realize they're all gathered around me and they're like that. <laughs> literally. I mean, they were just completely, their eyes were bulging out of their heads. Um, and it was at that moment, no color, no nothing, uh, you know, a very basic soundtrack that I realized, boy, this is really something. This is extraordinary. And then, of course, when I saw the the finished product, when I saw it at one of the premieres, I can't remember which, uh, I, I was blown away as well.
0: Um, I have to ask this. Do you still have that VHS?
2: No. No, I wish I did.
0: <laughs> yeah. I wish I did. Uh, that, that would have been a, a heck of a curiosity. Yep. Christy, thank you. Wonderful question. Thanks, Christy. And, and what do we have next from Zachary? Uh, did you need any coaxing into taking the roles uh, for this movie? That must have been so odd at the time.
2: <laughs> uh, I, I don't know if you saw from my spit take. <laughs> uh, but but <laughs> no. 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 I you, you don't say no to something like this. Uh, I You know, I'd seen... Some of the storyboards when I went into audition, I knew it was a, a Tim Burton project, although I knew that he was not directing, but I knew it was a project of his. I mean, come on. <laughs> That's and, all and, I got to say. And,
0: and, and, and Tim Burton was absolutely at his zenith. Yeah. Uh, yeah, know, exactly. it's like Maybe not creatively. I, I would argue he still had plenty of great movies do it, but in terms of his popularity, he was the it guy in Hollywood at that moment. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah.
1: And also, I think at the time he was... Not that he isn't now, because he is, but more so then, he was still very auteur and cult. It was still, it had another thing going on. You know, the more, of course, the more successful he became, you know, you get a little different thing happening. But uh, at that time, it was, you know, I remember when it first came out and everything, unbeknownst to me, it was a big hit among the goth crowd and so forth. And I think he was a hero of theirs, which is why they came to it,
0: you know. Mhm, absolutely. Zachary, thank you. Great nice question. You. Uh, what do we have next from Luke? What is uh what is your favorite line from the movie?
2: Mhm. Hmm. Chris. Mhm. Yeah. Hmm. hmm. I can't yeah, no, I one. loved it when you
1: said that in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and I probably did.
2: I probably <laughs> mm. Cuz I think I did a lot did. of that in the movie. Hmm. So I'll say it's that. (laughs) I
1: think mine was tickle, tickle, tickle. (laughs) Because it was just so silly and ridiculous, you know. (laughs) know It always made me laugh doing it. They were like, why are you laughing? I said, because it's it's funny to me. I hope it's funny to other people. (laughs) How often Uh, do you get to say that to somebody outside of your own home? Exactly,
2: uh, hey. and, and not get it, and not get arrested for it.
0: There you go, <laughs> uh, Luke. Thank you. That was a fun one. Thank uh, you, Luke. So what do we have Luke. next from Adrian, How different is it for prepping for voice work versus stage or screen?
2: Hmm. Prepping is the operative word here, and and I don't ne- I I don't necessarily think that we. We think ahead of time how we prepare for our voice work, because, you know, part of actors training is voice work, Uh, whether you sing or whether you speak on stage or whether you work in movies, maybe less so when you're working in movies. But still, you know, you have to be able to use the instrument, the diaphragm, the chest, the the voice itself uh, in in a way that uh, uh, gives you control over your your instrument. And, um, so I don't think the preparation is all that different. I, I, to a certain extent, I would say, Ken, wouldn't you, that if you're doing a musical, you gotta, you gotta lead up to it with, with vocal work. And
1: yeah, yeah. You have to get all, all your wheels turning and the oil and everything going. The only thing I would say for me was that, uh, while the, as you said, the prep was certainly what we do anyway. The only thing I thought about was the freedom uh, because there was no physicality, and mm. I thought to myself, "You've got to incorporate what you think would be physicality into your voice." Yeah, mm. you couldn't rely on the fact that they're going to see you throw your hand in the air or go. Although take, they, will yeah.
2: see they'll see the character do it, but they right. won't see you. Yeah. But
1: you have to put that in your voice. Uh, uh, yes, exactly. And therefore,
0: yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, very good point.
0: I had to think of that a little
2: bit. You have to um, animate animate the voice to match the character. Right yeah
0: right, exactly mm-hmm. the, the the efforts as they're called, you know all the all the nonverbal stuff, and yeah. it's, it's far more prevalent in uh, or maybe you experienced it while doing some of the video game uh, revisits with the characters uh, some more mm-hmm. of the uh, yeah, you the know. physical yeah.
2: the physicality, actually yeah. more so probably of oh, yeah, the video yeah. games because yeah. you know, you're constantly think, flying
1: around yeah and, the, and being <laughs> shot. the tonality I found, you know when I, now that I'm thinking about it. I don't know how I would say it. It's almost like you're writing music with your voice, you know, yeah. and then of course they're going to animate to your voice rather than the other way around. So right. any kind of color, anything like that, you got to
0: put it in the voice or it's not yeah.
2: there. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. Very true. Very true. Adrian, thank you. Wonderful question. Uh, Adrian. That's, from, thank you.
2: Adrian.
0: Robin would like to know who were some of your mentors while growing up? <sighs>
1: Growing oh, up, well, I, I'll mention one person because it has to do with his voice. Uh, Jeffrey Holder, who, oh, I, wow. I, yeah, uh, he was a great mentor. But I remember, you know, seeing him on, on television. He used to be the Oncola man for 7-Up. Yes, right. And he had that wonderful laugh, oh, oh. <laughs> Oncola, you know, and it was <laughs> right. so rich and it was so great. Yeah, and I remembered, you know, that growing up. And then, of course, when I met him and was lucky enough to get to work with him, he was a living, breathing uh, uh, masterclass in everything. Oh, really? Well, he was wow. set design. He was a costume designer, yeah, he was a choreographer, renaissance man. He was an I actor. Was you know? Yeah. So anything you could absorb uh, from him was worthy. First of all, but just his whole presence was such a you know. I learned a lot about how to be. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I was a big man. He used to tell me, you know, he said, "You're a big man. When you walk in the room, claim it." because <laughs> <You know? laughs> i kind of didn't you know when you yeah. were a big guy you had that thing of like apologize when you come in because you're taking up too much space yes, you know what I mean? Right. and his thing was no 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 you take up all the room throw yourself around the room project yourself you know <laughs> and all the while of course as i said i'm listening his voice was so amazing yeah
2: it was an extraordinary Unique. instrument
0: yeah, yeah, and, and yeah. I know. I know. He had a huge, uh, huge theater background, and uh, yeah, again, uh, he, he did fashion design too, as I understand it. Everything. I mean, he re, yeah, you are Christopher. He was Chris, a Renaissance man, and it's not very often this uh, a James Bond villain steals the whole movie from a right. James Bond, but he certainly did that. In right. uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, that I'm, I'm 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 envious that you had that time with him.
1: Listen, I, I treasure it, you know, and he gave me a lot of life advice, which is, you know, another thing, but yeah. just how, how to how to operate within the business and how mm-hmm. to hold on to yourself, maybe when people are asking you to be something different. That right. was the core. And because he was not, I mean, he was successful at everything he did, but he wasn't the normal anything. He was always outside of it. So he really taught me how to, you know, I mean, he was the first person I remember seeing walking down the streets of New York in a cake. A long black cape and a hat. Oh great! And you thought I can see it away with that? Yeah, but he said, never. (laughs) Like he said, never apologize.
2: Never apologize. Never apologize. Yeah, Yeah. that's very true. Yeah, fantastic. Most of most of the people that I looked up to, I considered mentors, but were not necessarily people who were actively mentoring me. That is when I first started. I was. Uh, I was driving, I was a driver at a th- equity theater and they let me also be in the plays uh, because I was the youngest guy around and they needed always a young lead in the plays. And it was an equity theater. And, and so I got to watch and listen to in rehearsal um, um, uh, guys that you may not remember, but a guy by the name of George Grizzard, who was mm-hmm. a wonderful New York theater actor, Roy Scheider before he became a movie actor, was oh, at this wow. theater. A wonderful, amazing Canadian classical actor named John Colicos.
0: Oh, uh, I, who, yeah, uh, I loved him.
2: He was extraordinary. He played Sir Thomas More in uh, Man for All Seasons mm-hmm. when I was there, and I played one of the young brothers. But, but my thing was, because I, there, there was no one who was really sort of mentoring me personally, I was always listening and watching. And, oh, this is what you do. At this moment, oh, I I want to imitate that, or I would watch films of great actors that I admired, Olivier and Gilgood, and some of the great American actors of the of the period. Some of the actually um, older uh, uh, older movies from the thirties, forties, fifties, the the great ones. Edward G. Robinson. I mean, there's a there's an acting class for you just watching him in a movie. Um Absolutely. so that that was the approach that I had as far as somebody mentoring me. I, I would have loved if somebody had taken me under their wing, but I felt like I was in a way symbolically under the wing of these people
0: Yeah right uh, well yeah, just so when you were when you were driving and, and getting to do the parts, was that before you got your card or after?
2: Uh, I got my card as a result of that season. Okay. yeah All
0: right. working All right.
2: at that theater. yeah, that's how I got my first equity card.
0: Nice, nice, Robin. Thank you. Wonderful question. Not my uh, last. First. <laughs> <laughs> I still have it. I wish I had. I wish I had my first secret card. I don't yeah, know what actually. I did with
2: it. They I change them, them every year do. now, so. I know it's kind of.
0: <clears throat> yeah, I, I yeah, I get, I get, I get, I get my mail from them, but I, I don't know where my card is.
1: Yeah, yeah. So. Oh, oh, nobody like I, ever asked you for it. I hate to say, but you no, know, it's never. very seldom you go anywhere. And they say. Can I see your card? <laughs> you know, funny. and you just got to uh, you know, I guess it's Not, proof you paid is what it boils right, down to. Exactly.
0: Pat Quinn from Miracular Picture Show told it tells a wonderful story about how her and a group of her friends all shared one card. They would go to auditions and <laughs> they had a, they had a they had Somebody's card and they would That's they would you print great. it. You're like, I, "There's an audition up in Aberdeen. Uh, I want to go for it. I'll give you a fi- I'll give you 5 quid for your card." Right, right. For that weekend, and they would oh, go on right. up. So I guess at any given point throughout the UK at the time, the same actor or actress was in several productions. Right. Oh, how great! <laughs> that's a funny that's good. Yeah. the names are important. Just give me the job. Right. Yeah. For, right. for our audience to know, Actors Equity Union is sort of like the Screen Actors Guild of of stage performers. Right. And uh, and and if you yeah, and there's 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 different levels, and that that's the short version of it. Yes. Yeah. So. All right. And we had one of a question. What do we have next? Uh, this comes from Jeannie. What is your dream role? Hmm.
1: Effie and dream girls. No, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> oh.
0: Oh.
2: Hmm.
0: I'm So glad uh, I wasn't drinking for that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you, you have to understand. Uh, is it Janie? I think. Yeah, I think so. That at whatever point in your life you are, you have to sort of assume that you're going to be cast out of certain things that you might have answered this question for. You know, I'm not going to be playing Hamlet anytime soon. I'm you know now in my I'm now years old, uh, and so uh, uh, I'm I'm aged out of that. But I I could conceivably try to play Prospero or Lear. Uh, although I'd, it would probably kill me to play Lear, um, and, and as far as anything else, I can't, I can't really think of anything off the top of my head except the role I have in life, which is uh, husband, father, grandfather. The best. That's my
1: dream uh, Actually role. There's one that I'm actually getting ready to do. It'll be a radio production oh! of it. Yeah. Of uh, Big Daddy and Cat on a Hot Tin
2: Roof. Oh wow, Ken! Oh.
1: Yeah, yeah,
2: perfect for you.
0: That's perfect. You know, ah,
1: perfect. City, you know. Um, and it you know it, it, it came up other times and different when they did the last production that James Earl Jones did, who of course was <laughs> you know, down. Yeah. yeah.
2: Um,
1: but it's come around and now I'm the perfect age, and I'm sort of glad it's on the radio I can just kind of you know do a thing and hopefully that will uh, give me a, a, an opportunity to put the suit on if you will and wear it yeah. and then maybe do it live on stage after when we all can do that oh, but i'm really wow. excited to do it yeah
0: what's And uh, it was a
1: dream role you know
0: uh, where where will we be able to uh, listen to this
1: You know, I'm not sure. I'm here in St. Louis and it's with the St. Louis Tennessee Williams Festival, which I'm a member of the group, blah, blah, blah. And they've done some amazingly wonderful things. They did a full version of uh, Glass Menagerie just this past season. And uh, they've done a lot of one acts, you know, in answer to not being able to be on stage. They hadn't kind of transfer. We had to transform very really quickly. And I basically, I serve as the, the, the uh, host on the radio. You know, Good, hello, welcome to 107.3 Classical. Tonight's bobbly, halla, hala. you know. Um, and uh, they've decided that their next full production, uh, knock on wood, will be kind of right. on the chin roof. You know, some things you have to think about. Do they play on the radio? Will it mm-hmm. work, you know, in yeah, audio, yeah. whatever. Uh, but they're doing it. Knock on wood. And uh, yeah, but I don't know how you would hear it. I'm not sure. It's broadcast in St. Louis, but if I can find out, I'll let you know.
0: Certainly as I well. do. And uh, every couple of weeks, we'll just keep Googling. Uh, you know, it's like Ken page and uh, cat tin roof and uh, see what we get. Yeah. Out.
1: See what pops up. Yeah.
0: <laughs> see. Absolutely. I'm, I'm going to encourage them to make it available to a broader audience. Oh, absolutely.
2: So, so they should. Yeah.
0: Just, just about every, any any station will do their stuff online and make it available. So yeah. uh, I, I think there's a good possibility. Well, you know, I'll tell
1: you this just, just to know. It becomes an issue about rights because this whole thing with radio, I mean, the, yeah, uh, exactly. they're doing uh, Streetcar Named estate. Desire, the Williamstown. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it gets know, very... will, the,
2: will the estate uh, sanction it?
1: Yeah, right. they do. They have to get yeah. the rights, yeah, to yeah. even do yeah. it. Yeah. But when you start to say, Okay, well, we're going to broadcast it on a broader," sure. that's right. when it gets a little dicey, tricky. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, uh, fingers, fingers, fingers crossed. We can yeah, it.
1: yeah. And why not? Look, we're all in a place right now where anything we can. And I don't mean myself personally, but everybody put out there in the public that people can enjoy because you can't yeah, see anything live. That's right. I that's think right. and I'm I'm saying this because I'm hoping that the people who are rights holders will begin to understand that it's important for things to be available. Exactly. Hold exactly. on to them for right. everybody can see anything. So, let yeah. people, you know
2: exactly. And, and also for the greater good. Yeah. I mean, this is not okay, just exactly. about it's not just about. You know, sitting and listening to it one night—it's about right. everybody be having access to great exactly. works of art. Exactly,
1: yeah. and and the times have called for it. So, you and the answer. times definitely
2: call for it now. Yeah. yeah,
1: And when I read that they're doing Streetcar Named Desire, Williamstown, Arthur McDonald's, mm-hmm. Blanche, and mm-hmm. on and on and on—wonderful cast of people are doing—and I thought, doesn't everybody want to hear
0: that? <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Absolutely, Jenny. Great question. And Thank Chris? you, Jenny. Hi, i But not on stage or on audio. I th- I would love to see you tackle Richard III. Are you talking to me? Yes.
2: Oh, uh, so would I. Actually, I'm I'm kind of in that sort of physically in that kind of <laughs> state <laughs> at the moment. I'm having trouble with my neck and my back, so you know, what's stra- happening? <laughs> stra- strap me in and just send me <laughs> off to do it. <laughs> it's
0: actually a uh, great idea uh, And hey speaking of To remind our audience if you would like to chat With our guests like I am now or purchase a personalized Autograph please do sign up mm-hmm. At GalacticCon.com and I think we'll go ahead and just do another question And it's going to come from Daniel who wants to know Have either of you been on the Haunted Mansion at Disneyland When they did the Nightmare Before Christmas Decor
1: I have
2: I, I, tell me about it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> tell us about it,
1: Janet. Uh, it's uh, it's great. I mean, it's really cool. I mean, they do a whole I call overlay, you know, with everything, yeah. and the way they weave. Nightmare Before Christmas into what is ostensibly the basic, right. uh, haunted, the mansion basic haunted Mansion. It's, yeah, it's really, really clever. And of course, I had done, I think you did too, Chris, some voice stuff for it, right? Yeah, I've done all yeah.
2: the voice for, for yeah. it, but I've never really seen it in action, and yeah. would love to. Well, would that's
1: the to. trip of it, because you know, you know we know what we did vocally. Yeah. When you go there, and then you see how the voice operates within all the things, you know, it was just crazy. I mean, on the exit out, they had one of my lines was like, OK, see you around. It's <laughs> <laughs> something really stupid. You know, uh, but it made me laugh because people were laughing and I thought, oh, wait, I guess it works, you know. Mm-hmm. But they do a great job with
2: it. That yeah, yeah, it. I hear it. it's really quite spectacular and yeah, fun and great. scary at the same time, which it should yeah. be.
1: Because yeah. I
2: remember going through the Haunted Mansion, you know, many, many, many years ago. With my kids when they were much younger, and uh, it's you know it's a real it's effective the real kick in the head. You know Did the we... thing
1: that gets me the most is when you go down on an elevator. <laughs> yeah,
0: this it was one of the one of the hitchhiking ghosts. <laughs> yes, yes, I love
1: them. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs>
0: Indeed, indeed, yeah. At 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 Disney World over here, uh, they didn't quite integrate that stuff, but uh, they do the outside, the decorations. They redo the uh, the hearse, right. and they've done it up like that. And uh, yeah, it's it's. I am with people at Disneyland that were able to enjoy that because we never quite got that full effect at Disney World. Uh, so, it's still to come. It's still to come. Indeed, in, indeed. So, Daniel, thank you. Wonderful question. Thank you, Daniel. Uh, hey, what's Daniel. next? And we got one from Jack. What was the best memory from making The Nightmare Before Christmas?
1: Getting hired. <laughs> yeah.
2: Really? I put that right really? up there. Yeah. <clears throat> I put that right up there with, I think the first time I walked into the building that was quote unquote, the studio, uh, it was not really a functioning uh, like normal Hollywood studios are with are big buildings that exist, that are soundproof, etc. cetera. Uh, this was, as I recall, Ken, remind me, yeah. uh, uh, kind it's of like just a, a structure.
1: Kind of like a warehouse.
2: Yeah. I remember going yeah. downstairs, so
1: there yeah. were floors,
2: two right or three floors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember going down. Uh, but then the, yeah. the, in the main lobby, the thing I remember was that their walls were lined with the storyboards. Yes, exactly. And there were also lots of games in the lobby for the yeah. animators to play. To
1: keep their brains together. Yeah, like
2: this, right? I think there was a punching bag and uh, <laughs> maybe a pool table, ping pong table. I mean, yeah. I may be misremembering, but I do remember that no, there I are think lots you're of right. w- ways for them to work off uh, their frustrations because it's an extraordinarily minuscule, literally frame by frame process that takes the patience of a saint. Yeah, uh, and yeah. and in these cases, artistic saints.
1: You and know, I think it, it was equivalent to how unique what the film is, is how the environment, is. I mean, it was nothing like I'd ever seen anywhere before. No. Yeah. The set pieces that they worked on were all Oh, set. yeah.
2: And then, yeah, the, the sets themselves, these little uh, entities that were, you know, that fit the, the sizes of the armatured figures, which were right. about, what, about that tall, I think, maybe about yeah. a foot tall, something like right. that. Right, about a foot. Yeah. Um, and there were, what, four or five of them going at one time?
1: At least that I remember.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. It was really amazing. I'll say that because, first of all, as actors, you know, our imaginations are always part of our bag of tricks, so to speak. Yeah. And you go there and all of a sudden you're in this complete other mental a world whatever you want. Yeah, world. It was nothing to do. That, yeah, yeah, that yeah. doesn't
2: exist in our head. Not at all. Or yeah, didn't up right. until then. Anyway. Yes,
0: yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wonderful. Jack, great question. Thank you, Jack. I think we have time for one more, maybe two. Let's see how it rolls out. Okay, this one comes from Amanda. What advice would you give to someone about getting into movie, voice acting, and I'll even say stage and acting in general business?
2: Uh, I usually give a somewhat facetious but truthful answer, (laughs) which is don't. (laughs) Uh, And I only say that from this perspective, that one must be prepared for constant rejection from the time you begin until you retire. Right. I I still get rejected. Uh, I still have to audition for things, be they even if they're voiceover stuff or whatever. You know, that seldom am I hired on the spot. Seldom do I get a call from my agent saying you've been offered this role. It's almost always an audition situation and almost always you are rejected. So that's one piece of advice. Be prepared for that. And as an adjunct to that, then it by necessity has to be something you have to do. It has to be a calling because if it's not, then you'll you'll wither on the vine very quickly. Very, very quickly. And the third uh, uh, criteria I always uh, mention to especially young actresses, go to school. Make sure that you're educated, Uh, even if you self-educate, that you are that you understand the human condition, because that's what you're reflecting either on the stage or the screen or through the mic. Uh, And if you don't know about the world, then if it's just about you want to be a celebrity, then you're doing it for the wrong reasons.
0: Just uh, stick I to. I would echo all the games.
1: I would echo all the same things. His first advice I got from a wonderful actress named Teresa Merritt. I was in the chorus of South Pacific, and she was playing Bloody Mary. And I told her that I was going to go to New York, and she said, "Why?" I like, what do you, mean? you know. And I said, "Because I want to go to New York." She said, "But why?" And she kept asking me why, why, until finally I said, well, I have to. And she said, that's it. That's it. You don't do it at all unless you have to, as you said, Chris, because unless you're motivated by your own inner drive to be in it and do it and learn and participate, you just won't last. And I've seen now through the years people who, you know, because the industry, as opposed to the business, as we used to call it, the industry, And, you know, there's a corridor for people who just want to be celebrities. You know, nope. we've got reality TV now. We've got all of that. Mm-hmm. And they're on a mm-hmm. car with people who study and work and do all the things as far as being known. But I think that's the thing. If you're in it for your own, uh, 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 I don't know how to put it, it, it to, to edify yourself, so to speak, or your talent yeah. or whatever, yeah. it can and should be coming from somewhere deeper within you. Otherwise, as Chris said, you won't last and the rejection will kill you, because if you're only going at it from an ego place, that's the first thing that's going to go. It's a no. slam, you know. Right, right. And um, the need and, and the want is what will keep you going, I think. There, Yeah, yeah. There, and, there. and
2: keep in mind that, and I believe the statistic is... Well, now it's a totally different statistic, but that at any one time when everything is going really well and the business is cranked up and they're shooting movies and they're shooting TV shows, that 80 percent of the actors union is out of work always at one time. Always. That's an 80 percent unemployment rate.
1: Yeah.
2: Right now, the unemployment rate is 100 percent or maybe 98% because they're shooting a few shows here and right. So those are the odds. Yeah, so unless and, that's it the, is, and
1: that's the landscape. Yep. You know, that's not the odd-out odd situation. Right. That's right. the so, landscape.
0: And, and I will add, as an actor who's had nowhere near a career as these esteemed gentlemen, uh, I will say, yeah, there's the peril of, do you want to be a celebrity? Because there are ways on the internet And, and again, there's Twitch, yeah. be a video gamer Be a streamer, There be a podcaster There's lots of ways to get fame And the nice thing about it too is that you have the ability to find Your audience now Through various broadcasting means And, and everything else, so whatever you do You can find that, but if you want to mm-hmm. be an actor You must want to serve You must want to serve a story Thank you, thank you, you. want to serve the thank audience you. We're a service organization, folks Yeah Yeah Believe it or and, not, and and Amanda, and if and if and if your heart is in that direction, truly, then I just wish you to break all the legs. And my oh, final, final, final advice for me is, is that it is a marathon; it is not a sprint.
2: Right. Look at Patty. That's true.
0: And we're on the <laughs> end of the run. We're <laughs> <laughs> still running. That's
1: right. That's right. We're <laughs> still in the race.
0: Oh, and mm-hmm. GalaxyCon viewers, this has been my time with the cast of The Nightmare Before Christmas, but it absolutely does not have to be yours. If you'd like to chat with our guests or purchase a personalized autograph, please head over to GalaxyCon.com. And while you're there, please check out our schedule of upcoming events, just like this one. Gentlemen, as always, it's been an absolute pleasure. Any parting words for our audience before we go backstage?
1: Stay strong, stay safe, wash your hands, this be
2: kind. Too, yeah, be These kind, be wear honest, masks. Be kind. Regardless. Before regardless, we get into anything
1: about the business.
2: Yeah, right. And regardless of what the uh, rollout of the uh, vaccine is, keep wearing masks until everything is settled down tremendously. Uh, just take care of your fellow, fellow man, please. We, we're in this together. This too shall pass.
0: <clears throat> certainly certainly as as i said the pre-show before again i have the hope to, and the audacity of optimism to think that maybe this year's been off to a rough start i think that's just shaken off the the previous year the whatever's left on it so and th- and that being said gentlemen always is a, my absolute pleasure and privilege to serve you both today thank you again for joining us thank you to our thank audience you. for joining us today thank and you thank patty you for your great questions. Hope to see you all again next bye week. Bye, everybody. Good as the cast reunions of Doctor Who, including the Crown's Matt Smith, the uh, Sandlot, Star Trek Voyager, Assemble, Apex Legends, Sesame Street, and the Masters oh, of the Universe. Me too. Me too.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Until then, bye bye, everyone. Take care and please keep washing those hands.